everybody, and welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts with your hosts, us. It's Ariel and Raylene. Today, I would like to begin by thanking Raylene for her patience mm. because I had a series of delays today, <laughs> um, and she kept not saying anything. She kept acting chill, and I really appreciate it. Cool. So I'm often not patient, but I, I, I am for you. <laughs> I am today. <laughs> you are today. Um, yeah, we had a car breakdown thing. Like, well, the car, a car battery died on a, <laughs> on my brother's car, and then it was just a whole <laughs> thing. So then I had to drive in and out of Halifax, which I did not expect to do today, yeah. and that took. The whole day. Um, and then I came home and I like shoveled down dinner. Um, but I had yesterday decided I wanted to try doing a new filming <laughs> angle and like setup and everything. I don't know why I didn't just, I, I should have just bailed on it and yeah. been like, okay, cool. Because of how crazy this day has gone, <laughs> let's try that tomorrow. Um, no, I wanted to still do it. Today. You committed and, to it. <laughs> and, and then my microphone wasn't working for literally no reason. So, anyways. Thank you, Raylene, for your patience. I'm excited <sighs> to chill. <laughs> yeah, I was out in the hot sun about yeah. half an hour ago for maybe 10 minutes, and I felt like I was going to die. So I'm very chill right now because I'm just like, wow, that's hot outside. Let's everybody Let's just talk about that, though. Calm down. It's, it's so hot. It's May 15th. So yeah. it's not even the end of May. It's mid-May, and it's 33 degrees Celsius. Yeah, we've got Celsius. like a heat wave type of situation going on. So hopefully we don't get back up into the 40s in the height of summer, because I don't like that. No. You had to go through that with me last year, and it was not fun, as you well know. <laughs> that was one of the... I feel like I've never felt hotter in my whole life. <laughs> I have to agree with you. We were so lucky was, there was a swimming pool nearby. It wasn't the fact that it was so hot. It was just, I think, the fact that it was all we could talk about, how hot it was. Yeah. And we were sweaty. And um, obviously, it was just, it is what it is. We're, we all live in crazy situations. But because of that apartment didn't have oh, air conditioning. Horrible. So you only had air conditioning in your bedroom. Mm -hmm. So we would just, like, sit in your bedroom for a while. <laughs> and it was still hot. Even with the AC, it couldn't keep up crazy yeah luckily crazy. right now it's okay inside like that same air conditioner is kind of cooling the whole house down which is cool it's doing yeah. a good job but it's it's power scary hot outside yeah it's not so good shoot well anyway i am sending you cool vibes cool ocean i'm sending you a cool ocean breeze mm. from my coast i appreciate that the fact that you're wearing a long sleeve shirt right now like is freaking me out because of how hot i am I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt, full long pants, and, and socks? socks. I'm doing the opposite of what you are right now. My arms are free, my legs are free, my feet are free. It's funny too because we we were so excited yesterday. It hit 20 degrees, and we were like, oh, "What a warm, so perfect nice. spring day!" That's what I want. Uh, and now it's like you know, back down to 15 or something, which is very springy. I'm you're you just cat you skip spring. I don't know what you're spring is. <laughs> catapulted over that yeah. whole affair. It's disgusting. Um, okay, yeah. So this new angle that I'm filming at, it shouldn't affect the audio. I don't know why it would affect <laughs> the audio in any way. Yeah. So for our audio listeners, you shouldn't notice any difference. But if you're on the video version, which we upload the video version to Spotify and to YouTube, mm. um, and I had somebody ask me once, they were like. This was early on, like in January when we started doing the video yeah. episodes. They were like, 
does it financially make a difference to you guys where we watch the episode oh. if we want to watch the video version and uh the the honest answer is yeah like if you care about that and you are feeling very neutral about where you watch it, mm. you should watch it on YouTube. Yeah. Because YouTube gives us AdSense, so we get, like, a penny or two pennies per view. Mm-hmm. But, listen, we put it on Spotify because the most important thing to us is just that you have options, that you're yeah. able to watch it or listen to it in the best way. So that is watching the the youtube version and like giving us that penny or two it does accumulate over time but Mm -hmm. it is not the best way to support us the best way to support us is to like share or go on patreon or buy a piece of merch i don't know how i got on plugging all of our stuff (laughs) but i don't regret it um but yeah i just wanted to say that for the video people i decided to try and film in this little corner of my bedroom i think I was feeling um, bored of recording at my desk. Yeah. Which I guess we've done... I've recorded, like, every episode of the podcast, except for the ones where I'm, like, abroad on some crazy mission. But I've filmed, like, for the last two years at my desk. (laughs) That's true. So I was like, I'm going to shake things up and move right in front of my bookshelves. Um, That's funny, because I've recorded in so many different weird places. Like, I used to sit on my bed to record. Yes! Like, in various different ways (laughs) until eventually... It turned into something else, and now here yeah, I am. Yeah, that's so true. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. The other reason is, this is boring, but here we go. The other reason is because when I when we started making the video episodes, Ray, yeah. I made graphics for everything, like what the yeah. background for the videos would be and everything, and I just automatically put my name on the left and your name on the right, mm-hmm. and I think because it's alphabetical, like Ariel and Raylene, um, but... It turns out that you and I film the opposite each other, ways. ourselves yeah. sideways. Yeah. And my brother pointed this out right away. He was like, you guys are backwards. <laughs> I was like, oh, it'll probably be fine. And then it wasn't fine. So he's been flipping us. I know. I'm a mirror of myself and it freaks me out every time I it's see it. It's creepy, right? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try and film the way that he wants me yeah. to film. And we're going to attempt this and we'll see if it works. Okay. I like that. I like that we're that we're moving forward from from what we were doing. <laughs> we're trying to progress. We're trying to grow. Um, we're trying to grow as podcasters. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk. Let's talk books. You start us off, Raylene. Have you read anything? I have. Are you reading I anything? Have. What's happened? Before I tell you what I'm reading, though, I want to tell you what oh. I did on the weekend because I did something Please. bookish. I oh, reorganized amazing. my <gasps> TBR shelves. Oh my god. Which are still uh, seven seven of the shelves out of my you know 30 or whatever they are however many there are on three billy bookcases it's a lot it's a lot of books but i just decided it's time to shake things up a little bit but i didn't want to reorganize my entire bookcases so the bottom hat like bottom whatever of my bookshelves are still in rainbow of all the books that i've read that i own yeah but then i decided i wanted to switch things up so (laughs) this is such a weird way to organize books but i've done it this way so i have organized my tbr shelves now by category which can mean whatever it means. But to me, like I've got a coming of age section, I've got a cat book section, I've got a fantasy section, so stuff like that. Um, But then within those sections, they're organized by how excited I am to read them. So the most exciting books are all the way on the left and start the category. And then it kind of goes down from there until a new category starts. So so I did that and it got me so excited about some (gasps) books. So, So what ended up happening is that I've basically 
changed my mashed potato may TBR a little bit. I'm still reading mashed potato books, but they're not the books that I originally said I was going to because oh my gosh. I mean, I'll tell you about what I'm reading later, but I got so excited when I was organizing my memoir section. Like I couldn't yeah. decide which book to put in which <gasps> area because I was so excited about all of them. So I'm reading a memoir so now, which I'll get fun. to later, but yeah, okay, so that yeah. was the fun thing I did. And so that's Firstly, really um, I finished American Gods, but I'm going to start with something more exciting. So I'm going to okay, tell you about this whoa. other book that I read. I read a whole other book. Very short book. But oh anyway, I read the Anne of Green Gables graphic <gasps> novel, Baby, Yay! which is by Mariah Marsden and, of course, Brenna Thumler. Formerly a children's librarian, Mariah Marsden loves stories about fairies and girlhood. This graphic novel was her debut, published in 2017, and she has since published a graphic novel adaptation of The Secret Garden, illustrated by Hannah Luchtefeld. Brenna Thummler is the incredibly talented illustrator and author of the Sheets series and has now added Playwright to her list of accomplishments. Her play, Single Bookstore, was part of the One Act Festival and is currently still available to stream for the month of May. I just couldn't resist this one because when I was reorganizing yes. my shelves, this was the only graphic novel <laughs> on my TBR shelf. Oh, and so wow, for one yeah. thing, I didn't know where to put it. And then I was like, you know what? This is a perfect, like, hot summer day kind of read. Like, yes. it's just so happy and fun and light. And and it was. It was glorious. So I read it yeah. in one sitting. You know, I just sat down and read it. And I laughed. I didn't quite cry, but it made me emotional. <laughs> and um, yeah. It was just such a joy to read and to actually Yay. finally like see all of the art that Brenna did because I've seen some pages here and there um, from what yes. you've shown me or from what she shared on her Instagram. But yeah. reading the whole thing start to finish was just such a joy and a beautiful Yay. experience. And I'm so excited to read this over and over and over again because it was just oh. so lovely. So I totally agree. Absolutely like a new favorite graphic novel. Like it's it's up I, there. It's so good. You know, I totally agree with yeah. you. I just... You know, I'm, I also, you're going to have to buy your own copy. No, wait, you were given this copy. So I this was given this copy, but a it's library. a gross okay. library copy. So I'll be yeah. on the hunt. If I see it in a bookstore, I'll definitely snap it up. Um, yeah. Because I also don't own any of the Sheets books, which is kind of a travesty. What? I need to, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have to just buy all of Brenda's books at some point here. Okay, cool. Yeah. But yeah, so I finished that and that was really lovely because I um, had just finished American Gods. While I was reorganizing my bookshelf, I was listening to the last two hours of American Gods. That's kind of where this all comes into play, I guess. I was just like, I want to finish American Gods. What can I do with those two yeah. hours? And I decided reorganizing my bookshelves was the perfect thing. And it was. Um, so yeah, I did finish American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman was born in England in 1960 and in the 1980s began his career in journalism. His first book was a biography of the band Duran Duran which was published in 1984. Since then, he has written over a dozen novels and collections of short stories, written comic books for DC as well as his Sandman series, written for TV and film, and even wrote the English language script for Princess Mononoke, based on a translation of the original screenplay. So I learned a lot about Neil Gaiman um, in order to write up that little hmm. info, info blurb. So yeah. he's a super interesting guy. He's done literally so much. So I think Neil Gaiman so as a person is very cool. However, I've decided I don't think I like his books very much. Ooh in general like i didn't Whoa. i didn't dislike american <laughs> gods but every time i read oh, one no. of his books i just feel very mid about okay them. that's very interesting except for Coraline. Yeah. i love Coraline. Coraline is amazing but i find okay. every other book of his that i've read i'm just like meh like i'll probably forget about that mm. in a couple of months it didn't really impact me in a huge mm. way but you know that's just me everybody else loves neil gaiman so i feel like have you read the graveyard book yeah 
mid. Oh, okay. I was wondering if that one you might like because it's another children's yeah, book. Yeah, I've maybe. tried so many. Like, I've read Coraline. I've read that one. I've read Now yeah. American Gods. I've read Trigger Warning and The Ocean at the End of the Lane. And Coraline is the only right. one that I, like, significantly enjoyed. So right. I think I've okay. finally reached a point. Well, I mean, I also really loved Make Good Art, but that's a completely different type of book. So... I like the way he. I like the way thing. he thinks. I would read nonfiction by him. I think for sure. I just don't right. think I like his stories as much, which that's so I think is allowed. So, yeah, but I mean, I definitely. You would, know what? <laughs> it's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I know people are going to be probably really upset about that, but I think, I think I'm done with Neil Gaiman for now. Unless he comes out, if he comes out with like a book about writing, I would totally read that or a memoir or something. Yeah, he might already have something like that. I'll have to look into it, but I feel like I've just read enough of him now that I I feel good letting him go hmm. um but yeah for those who might not know i don't know if i really talked about the book that much so this might sound appealing to you guys so american yeah. gods is about this guy named shadow moon who at the beginning of the book is in jail and you don't know what he did or how he like what exactly put him in jail um but he's there and then at the very beginning of the book he is told that his wife has been killed in a car accident and then he gets let out a little bit early um, just like unrelated, but that all kind of happens at the very beginning of the book. So he's like, obviously distraught, very sad. Also, the circumstances of how she died were like not good and like, Ooh. you know, just not a good thing for him <laughs> to be reflecting on. But um, okay. so that's the very beginning. But then this random dude comes up to him and is like, hey, you want to work for me? I'm a god. <laughs> and he's like, huh? And so he kind of puts him on this on this path to um, just like dealing with all these strange people. So in this world, mm. there's like a bunch of like all the Greek gods and Egyptian gods and everything all have, you know, been living for millions of years or whatever it is. So they all exist as like modern beings still. Um, but then there's also, they're all the old gods, but then there's also new gods. So anything that like has a significant, significant amount of people like worship, worshiping it in whatever way that means will mm -hmm. like turn into a god. So for example, like money has a god, media has a god, like there's all these gotcha. new things like computers all end up having gods associated with them. And so now they're kind of at war with each other. The old gods and the new gods mm. are all trying to fight. And then shadow gets like mixed up in it. So mm. that's kind of the main plot of the book. And I just like didn't feel connected to this whole battle yeah. that was upcoming. Like it just didn't seem important to me. Like it, it, it didn't have a lot of tension and it's a very long book. It was 19 hours right. long. So I just felt like if you're not, you know, into it and that's a long, that's a lot of book to listen to. But the audiobook was great. Like I have like said, as I talked about the book while I was starting it, the audiobook is fantastic full right. cast really well done so i highly recommend it for that and if the plot sounds interesting to you then maybe you'll like this book but yeah just wasn't my favorite unfortunately but yeah those are the two books i finished um have you finished anything <gasps> no oh <laughs> i have i was gonna let you have a turn <laughs> it was it's been a busy week on in in ariel's existence mm -hmm. in some in some happy ways but um i had a really fun mother's day Ooh. mother's day was the best yeah um but it just ended up being a really busy weekend because we went in to halifax to get my brother and then bring him back mm -hmm. and then um we played badminton the Classic. family played badminton <laughs> oh, which cute. was the best i loved it so much um we have a really ridiculous video <laughs> of us playing badminton while cj's holding the phone and playing badminton yeah. and then i think i get a point i, I it ended up 
when I saw in the video that I did not get that point. Uh-oh. But I thought me and Connor had gotten a really sick point, and I just flip the badminton racket upside down and start playing air <laughs> guitar really. <laughs> That's especially funny that you didn't get the point. Yeah, and then I didn't even... You can hear my mom who she she's like, I don't think that was a good point. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> You're just like, bow, bow. Awesome. Um, so no, I haven't finished anything. I have made progress on some things. Okay. I've read a bit more of swimming studies mm-hmm. and I'm actually really enjoying it. Oh sick. Um I'm realizing I left it upstairs in my bedroom, <laughs> but I'm reading swimming studies. Um the other thing was in the car ride over, like, yes. back home today. Because I was like, well, now this day is about driving a lot. So on the car ride to Halifax, me and my brother talked. Um, but then on the car ride back, I was like, I should listen to an audiobook to try awesome. and make some use of this time. And so I listened to some more of Homesick for Another World oh, by Otessa Moshfeg. Which is my another one of my mashed potato reads. I'm not liking it still. <laughs> yeah, not surprising. It's pretty bad the whole way through. Except that, like, I, like I've said before, I think it's the second to last story I thought was good. You thought it was And then maybe good. the one before okay. that as well was kind of okay. Like, I remember there being, like, two-ish that were kind of yeah. okay. So I am feeling a little stuck with that. Yeah. I'm just like, I do want to get to the end of it. I am going to get to the end of it. I only have, I think I have, like, two hours left of the audiobook okay. on normal speed. So And Ooh, I'm listening yeah. to it a little bit faster. So... I definitely should be able to finish that by the end of May for Mashed Potato Man. Nice, which will nice. Be good. But the other book that I'm reading, Raylene, yeah. is a surprise. Yeah. And yes, <laughs> so this is this came out of nowhere. This came out of left field, but it's very exciting. So basically, I a month ago, over a month ago, maybe it was two months ago, even now, mm-hmm. was um, I, I recorded a podcast for Word on the Street, which is Toronto, uh, one of Toronto's biggest book festivals. Okay. And um, it was so much fun. It was a really fun chat, and I just had a lot of fun talking, like, books and books in Canada, Mm -hmm. and, like, I talked a lot about the podcast. I felt like I mentioned the podcast too many times, (laughs) but I was like, I'm just really going to push the podcast. (laughs) I want, you know, I just love the podcast. So I did the podcast, and it was so much fun, Um, and afterwards, I was emailing back and forth with the coordinator there, Mm. and they ended up asking me to host one main stage talk on the weekend of the festival. Um, Sadly, we couldn't, because it was literally like in May that we've been scheduling this, we couldn't fit a Books Unbound live recording. (laughs) But guys, I'm going to try again next year. Um, I think I can get us in. Um, (laughs) But the point is, they are really, really kind, and they've asked me to host one talk at their festival. That's cool. So... I need to read the book because basically I'm oh. interviewing the author for an oh. hour on this oh my festival stage. Okay, I was like, I don't know anything about this festival, so. Yes, I don't know what so you're the doing. festival is the weekend of the 27th. It's a free festival. Oh, that's so cool. if you are in Toronto and you want to come hang out and say hi, uh, please do. So if you want to catch the talk, it's at 3 30. And I'm like, this is all in my mind. I think it's at 3.30. Um, I'll, li- I'll be linking to the events as well. But there's also going to be like a little meetup. 
They're doing like a little oh, cool. book book influencer thing, yeah. like come meet people. Uh, so again, it's totally free. So it's at noon on the Saturday. So I will link to that information below. And I will say very clearly, I've been paid to host the event and to promote the event. So hashtag ad. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> clarifying that. But I am so excited because I feel like it's been since before COVID that I've gotten to do stuff like this. Totally. Um, actually, one of the, do you remember, Raylene, one of the last things I ever did but right before mm -hmm. COVID was I was at a poetry conference. Oh. I was, yeah. I don't know if you remember that. It's coming back it to was, me a little. It was, I was in London. It was in England. Yes, March. I do remember that part. <laughs> I remember it was like, I can't believe that you were able to go to freaking England right before this all I know. Happened. It was like, my flight was on like March 7th. <laughs> and we all know that the world shut down on March 14th, right? Like, <laughs> I think my flight back was on March 13th. Oh it my God. It's pretty sketchy. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so that was, I literally did one book event right before the <laughs> pandemic. And then I feel like obviously it took the book world a long time to, to get back into the uh, yeah. swing of things, but I'm just really excited. So I'm reading the book and the book is two for the road by Chantel Gwerton. And I had never heard of this book before, so I really don't know much about mm. it. And I'm only 20 pages in so far. <laughs> oh. um, and it's a romance, which is really fun. Um, it's like a contemporary yeah. romance, oh, which is good. fun because it's just very outside of my normal reading. Yeah. Um, and so far, the uh, main character owns a bookshop and is in love <laughs> with the, her favorite audiobook narrator. Oh, <laughs> all right. Isn't that funny? Yeah, that's <laughs> a new like, one. That is a new one. <laughs> uh, so I feel like I'm dipping in and out of 80 different things. Yes. Hence I feel like also I'm why too. I haven't finished anything. Because I'm totally. just like, oh, there's so many things that I'm reading. But Rayleigh, what are you currently reading? Well, I am currently reading a couple of very exciting books. So like I mentioned earlier, when I was reorganizing my bookshelves, I got super excited about memoirs. Like yes. I really, because, and actually I've had this little goal for myself. Like I have been writing down goals on my spreadsheet where I keep track of my reading. I've been writing mm. little things where it's like in April, I would like to read this type of book in this type of book or something. And in April, mm. I wanted to read a memoir. And I think I put a fantasy book and a classic and I didn't do any of those. So I moved mm. those clues those clues i moved those um goals down to may and as of uh, right now two weeks into may i still hadn't done any of those things and i was right. like why Please. you know my mashed potato may tbr didn't contain books like that but there were books i was excited to read i am still excited to read i just feel like i want to actually like tackle some of my hard and fast goals because i also okay. need to read you know six fantasy books throughout the year i've only read oh now two so like all these things are starting yeah. to stack up and i'm like we're almost halfway through the year i gotta start Hi. moving so i decided you know what i want to read something that i'm really really excited for right now so i decided to grab a memoir off the shelf so i have been okay. reading know my name by chanel miller oh that's so interesting I, I feel like you've had that for eons yeah i've been dying to read this book for at least a couple of years now and this is like a true yeah. mashed potato book because i just knew this is going to be an outstanding book. Like yeah. this is going to be a really, really good book. If you look it up on Goodreads, it has a 4.72 average rating, oh my God. which is wow. insanely high. I think that might be higher than like Brandon Sanderson, which is always a super, super high rating. So mm. that by itself just goes to show like, that's going to be a good book. And that's a little bit yeah, frightening. Seriously. I'm like, oh, okay, that's, it's going to blow my socks off. Um, <laughs> so there's, there's that, but also it's about 
pretty dark, not dark, but like, you know, hard subject matter. So Chanel Miller um, is, well, the reason she's known is because she was the victim of a sexual assault at Stanford that happened in 2015. It was very high profile and was mm. all over the news. And she was an anonymous victim at the very beginning of this and so right. she was you know seeing all this stuff being said about her but nobody knew who she actually was and she had no voice and so this book is her you know telling the whole story in her own words and saying how it felt and what she was going through at the time and all that stuff and yeah. it's so good like it is so wow. so well written it's huh. every every couple of pages i'm just like oh wow like i just want to I should be like marking quotes and things because I usually yeah. don't want to do that. But this book is like genuinely so wow. well written that I'm like, Mwah! like I'm astounded by <laughs> the writing and I usually don't care about writing that much. I'm usually more of a plot kind of person, but obviously in a memoir, that's that's not a thing. Um, but Unless it's, it's wild. Yeah. Wild that has book's got, got a lot of plot. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But yeah, this book is just stellar. Like I already can tell. I'm going to love it. Wow. It's going to be one of my favorites of the year. I'm like 70 pages in, I want to say. I've only okay. sat down to read it a couple of times now, but mm. I'm glad I'm reading this. What What was her major? Like, what does she do now? She's actually, she was, she's not in college at the beginning of this. Like, she went to a oh, party, gotcha. but she was 22 oh, when this all started. Gotcha. So she, she wasn't okay, in college. So already she was just working gotcha. at an office. Yeah. She just, like, happened to I go gotcha. to a party with her sister. So I don't know. She, okay. doesn't, she hasn't really talked about what she did in college as much. But she loves writing. She loves drawing. Like, she's an artist in lots yeah. of different ways. So yeah, yeah, I'm really interested to look into her after I'm finished the book and yeah. kind of see what she's doing now because I actually don't really know anything about her but I'm really enjoying hearing her story as harrowing as it is it's like so so well written so I already highly That's highly so recommend it like I mentioned one of my other goals was to read a fantasy book so yes oh my god oh my god this is bring so it exciting. on I'm reading a fantasy book and I'm so excited to tell you I'm what reading The Way of Kings by <gasps> Brendan Sanderson <laughs> it's so big it's a thousand pages <laughs> it's huge like let me just see how many actual pages is oh it's it's literally a thousand like it's like a thousand and four pages long so That's it's so huge scary. i've been putting it off for a long time but once again when i was reorganizing my shelves i put it so close to the beginning of my most excited fantasy books to read section and i have been on the wait list for the audiobook for a, well, I've, I've had it like on hold for a long time and they keep trying to deliver it to me and I keep saying I'm not ready yet I'm not mm. ready yet but then the other yeah. day I finished American Gods and then it came in for me again and I was like you know what this is a sign it's time yes. to start reading it because also Brandon Sanderson as I'm sure everyone remembers is one of my authors that I need to read this year because I own four of his books <laughs> unread and right. so I just decided you know what now's the time to do it I have been right. reading a lot of books, so I feel like I'm like, you know, ahead on my reading goal or whatever of how many number of books I want to read. So I feel like I'm I'm good to just take a really long time to read this book. And yeah, yeah. I just started it yesterday. I'm on page 66. I've been listening to the audiobook though. Like I've been trying to listen to the audiobook and then when I have time to sit down and read it, I'll like put it on super fast speed and read along as I'm listening. Um, but the audiobook is super good. It's actually narrated by the mm. same guy that did the Mistborn audiobooks, which I don't know if I don't really talk about that much, but I listened to all of those books on audio and they're mm. so good. And I feel like listening to fantasy on audio should be something that doesn't work for me because of, it's so easy to like lose track of things. It is yeah. complicated. But I find this guy so easy to listen to. And I feel like oh, Brandon wow. Sanderson's books are fairly not straightforward but like they're easy enough to understand and even where i'm at in this book there's so much that i don't 
like understand yet in terms of the magic system in the world but it's like it's okay I'm just like absorbing it as it comes along and it's all good. Mm. Um, I will say there's also a female narrator. I just got to another section of the book that's narrated by someone else. So I don't know how I feel about her yet, but we'll see. But um, as of right now, I'm really enjoying the book. It starts out with a really action-packed kind of like prologue that involves assassination and a king and magic and the magic system seems really cool. So yeah, it's kind of like, I don't fully understand what's going on in this book yet, but I am really, really liking it. So Okay, I have a lot of questions. Please, please. Number one, uh, when was this book published? The Way of Kings came out in 2010, I think. Okay. Somewhere around Question there. number two, how long have you had it? Um, okay, well, here's the thing. I've actually owned it before. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah. Okay, so I, I think I got my first copy of this book in, like, 2014, 2015. And then okay, so I've been meaning to read it. Yeah, for I've a been long meaning time. to read it for like seven or eight years. I think, yeah, because I had a, okay. I got a mass market copy of it for Christmas once, and I was yeah. like, that I don't want that, so I did get rid of that one. And then I don't remember when I got this one, but it's been on my radar for quite a long time. So this okay, is like a so true, true mashed potato book. True mashed potato. Yeah, yeah. And then, sorry, the other question was, is it part of a series that you're already in, or this is the first book of a new series? Okay, this is. A different series so mistborn oh, okay. is one of brandon sanderson's big series there's six yeah. i think maybe even seven now i think he just published another one recently but that's one series this one is this is the first book of a completely different series that there are now four uh, books out he's published gotcha. four of them since 2010 which i don't understand because they're all just as big um but uh, i haven't like read this at all like i have no idea what these okay. books are about but they're all kind of in the same universe that's something about brandon sanderson that is kind of interesting. Like all of his books, it's called the Cosmere and it's like literally the entire universe. So these things could be happening on different planets for all we know. They could be happening in completely different worlds, but it's uh, all like okay. they're in the same universe. So, which I think is kind of cool because then it's like maybe some of the magic systems are a little similar to other ones. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. they all like exist in the same kind of universe, you know? So, gotcha. any more questions? <laughs> <laughs> any more questions you want answered? Does anyone else remember in Transformers when Bumblebee <laughs> d- says that? No? Uh-uh. <laughs> Just me? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't say that no. I do, my pal. I think that's all. Oh, um, maybe you already said and I missed it, but I don't think you did. What page are you on? How long? I'm like, on, how like, deep are you? I'm 66. I'm 5% okay, okay. So of the way. Oh, yeah, the other thing. <laughs> guess how many hours the audiobook is. Ooh, 50? Close. It's 45. 45 and a half. Wow. (laughs) And I'm just over two hours in. (laughs) (laughs) My God, that's daunting. So the other scary thing is I don't think I'm going to be able to listen to it before I have to return it. So then I might have to wait to get it back. Oh, interesting. But I feel like like people aren't really wanting to listen to it because it keeps coming back to me. So I feel like there's not really any holds on it right now, which is going to work in my favor. So I should be okay. That's interesting. Yeah, it's heckin' long. Well, man, I'm happy for you. Um, a memoir and a fantasy, that's what you should be reading. I know, I, that's the thing. When I was reorganizing my shelves, I was like, why do I have any other books? Like, this, these are yeah. the things that make me super excited. I mean, there's obviously other books that make me excited, too. Like, yeah, Unsound but, Heroines types of books. I have a whole section for that, too, which is kind of fun. So when I want to read a book about just, like, a crazy lady, I've got a section for that. So, that's sick. But yeah, I'm like, why do I need, why do I have anything else? Classics, who cares? I just want to read fantasy and memoirs. <laughs> just kidding. My classic section is also very exciting. Speaking of your classic section, mm. <laughs> I, haven't I bought some this. classics this weekend. Oh, did you? Well, let's is talk that about a seg- that. Does that segue make any sense? No, I, feel like I, it d- I didn't know that was coming, so it was a perfect happy accident. Okay, so basically, 
Um, and I kind of wanted to check in with you about this as well, because we sort of mentioned it on the podcast, so it might be fun to do a little check-in. But Raylene and I are doing a no-spend month. So, mm-hmm. so far, for me, it's been going really well. And I've been really proud of myself yeah. on multiple occasions. I literally, the other day, Raylene, tried on a pair of shoes. Oh my Which gosh. I shouldn't have even been doing, because no. like that's so tempting, right? <laughs> but yeah. I tried them on, I loved them. And I still didn't buy them. That's crazy. And the, oh, I sent you a photo the other day of like, I packed my lunch when I was that going was into Halifax another day. Cause I was like, or yeah. Cause I was like, I am not going to spend money. I don't need to spend. Yep. I'll be taking my own little sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I was very proud of you for that. I was like, it was kind of funny because you were so happy about your little sandwich. And I was like, oh, I do that almost every day, but you don't. So it's kind of <laughs> cute. You were like, look at my cute little sandwich. Cute. I'm like, it's just a sandwich. <laughs> look, I like took like four photos of it. I was like, look, yeah. it's so cute. It's a you little so sandwich. Excited. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> it's because I obviously work from home. Mm-hmm. So I just cook in the kitchen and eat on a plate. Yeah. So yeah. it was just very exciting for Absolutely. me to take a Tupperware. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, but yes, anyways, so overall, I'm I'm feeling very excited about the way that No Spend May is going. And it's just like, I really encourage people to do a No Spend Mm. month. Set your own rules, set your own parameters, do what makes you comfortable. But the main thing for me, I guess there's two things. One, I, I gain like immense satisfaction knowing that I'm saving money for that month. Like yeah. I'm like excited because I know that at the end of the month, I'm going to have a lot more money than mm-hmm. I usually do in my bank account. I'm like, that's going to be so nice. So that's been very motivating. But the other main thing I think that honestly is the biggest reason to do it for me is it just like really puts you back in tune with spending money. Like every yeah. time I go to spend money, I'm like, wait, do I need to spend this money? Mm-hmm. Why am I spending this money? Do I need this right now? Is there another version of this that I could be doing? Mm-hmm. Like, do I need to be buying lunch or could I have brought my own lunch? Totally. Um, like, it just makes you think a little bit more every interaction that you're doing. So overall, I'm feeling really good about it. Um, however, I did. Technically, I didn't spend any money because Connor bought all these for me. <laughs> but I was like. I took us to the book sale. You so made this happen. <laughs> I was, I did make this happen. Um, and the only reason he bought these for me was because I bought him lunch earlier in the day. So I was like, I did spend money. I didn't I need see, to spend. I if see. That makes sense. It all comes back around. Um, however, I'm pretty excited about the stuff that I got. So la- a couple weeks ago, you went to a book sale. Yeah. And did we talk about that on the podcast or in a live show? Oh, I hold the books that I got, so... Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it was on the podcast. So I think I mentioned that I had found that there was a book sale happening in Halifax that weekend. And I was really excited to go, but then it, like, landed in the no-spend month. So I was like, should I go? Maybe I shouldn't. But then we were out on a walk with my brother and Connor. Mm -hmm. And I was like, they were like, where should we go? And I was like, well, there is a book sale happening. And they are like, let's go. And I was like, (laughs) woohoo! And then I told you that I went, and you said that you were glad I went. Well, yeah, I encouraged it. I was like, don't... (laughs) No spend month isn't about making yourself sad. Sad. And, like, this is an opportunistic thing. Like, if you have something that is going to happen once... Once a year. Once a year or once every six months, like, this is your opportunity to do it. Also, the books are so cheap. Like, it's better than going and buying a bunch of new books, you know? 
oh, you have to just put it into perspective totally. like what kind of what you're spending your money on it's like oh two bucks on a book that's better exactly. than 20 so. i completely agree so i got some books that i'm really really excited about so the first three that i'll show you are like classic book sale books mm. that are sort of like these are not books i would normally pick <laughs> up but when they're only two i think these were each two dollars yeah um, yeah, these were each $2. I'm like, I will happily put these on my shelves. Yeah. So they are three art history books. Okay. Um, and I tend to pick one or two of these up every time I go to a book sale because I just love them so much. So I got one on Turner, one on Cezanne, and one about the Impressionists overall. All right. Um, and they're just like little primer books that have, you know... A bunch of paintings and it tells you about the history mm -hmm. of them uh, and i just love books like this i love books like this i took a course on on art history in my undergrad mm -hmm. and it was one of my favorite courses ever like i just found it so satisfying yeah um and so i'm just like yes i will take these i love them <laughs> so they'll be going on the shelf um, right. but then i also got a couple of book books first mm -hmm. of all I got this copy of A Room with a View Ooh, by E.M. Forster. And it's funny because it's such a bad cover that it kind of mm -hmm. turns around and becomes a good cover. I know again. what you mean. I know what you mean. It's a movie cover. Is, yeah, it's a movie tie-in cover, but of the Hel Helena Bonham Carter movie. Yeah. Um, it was also $2. And... I think, oh, it says, E.M. Forster's classic tale of British middle-class love is now a major motion picture starring Maggie Smith, hmm? Denholm Elliott, Ellen, uh, Helena Bonham Carter, and Julian Sands. I don't even know who some of those people are. Um, what's fun is that I actually have been wanting to read this. This was one of oh, the perfect. classics I was thinking about reading yeah. this year, and it turns out I don't own it. I do own Howard's End. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I thought you had one book by yeah, e. no, Forrester. Howard's End by E.M. Forrester. Um, who, I think I bought this at a sale, at a it different book sale. It looks like something sale. you would buy at a book sale. It's just like a weird yeah. old copy. Yeah, it literally says $3 in here. <laughs> and it says Rockridge Middle School. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. It's got notes in here and everything. Um, this brings me to another point. Oh. Something I needed to discuss. Something I needed to bring to you, Raylene. Something to get off your chest? <laughs> something to get off my chest. <laughs> so um, serious. Something to bring to the table. <laughs> okay. So I was talking to CJ, my brother, but mm -hmm. the editor of the podcast. And he, we were having, I remember we were having a diner breakfast. Okay. And he looks me dead in the eye and he said, squirrel books makes no sense. <gasps> and I was like, what? He's like, they're clearly acorn books you guys are the squirrels and the chipmunks hiding oh, the books away the true. books are the little acorns that you're hiding away and my jaw basically dropped i was like <laughs> you're right you're we didn't right. think it through all the way it just made sense <laughs> in like an offhand kind of way when when you came up with that one but i think that we need i move to the committee <laughs> that we pivot to the better term because i have noticed that we hop back from squirrel to chipmunk that's true books yeah because we're doing that act but the book itself is an acorn book it's a little gem it's a little acorn we want to save away okay do we approve the motion motion approved forwarded Woo! passed whatever you say <laughs> it's going the eyes have it um 
All right. Wow. That's CJ, fantastic. you just enacted big change around yeah. here. Acorn books. It's okay. so cute. Next up, I got this book I'm excited about. I'm excited about it. It's another acorn? Um... <laughs> I'm excited about it, but it just like also sounds kind of sad. Um, it's I, I basically I just loved. It was one dollar. Okay, uh, okay. When things are only a dollar, you suddenly your brain your brain breaks a little bit. Um, but yeah, so the, it was called. It's called "You Can't Go Home Again" hmm. by Thomas Wolfe. Whoa! Does Never heard of this. Sprayed edges. Um. Yes. Love it. Oh, that's amazing. Good. I love old books like that that are like, why? Why Me is it blue? Too. I don't know why it's blue, it's but I so like it. So satisfying. <laughs> so I fell in love with the title of this book. You can't go home again. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Set in the cataclysmic years between 1929 and 1933, this intense narrative portrays a writer's search for enduring mean- meaning in his life. He George Weber learns that love is not enough. Fame is not enough. And with America deep in the Depression years, he longs to revisit the Germany he remembers with pleasure. There, he is sickened by the incipient horror of Nazism, and once again, he returns to his own country. It sounds dramatic. It sounds very dramatic. Epic. And when I looked it up on Goodreads, it had over a four-star rating, which is rare. And it had like like over 5,000 ratings. So I was like, you know what? You can't go home again, but you're going home with me. Huh? (laughs) nailed it (laughs) all right and the final book i want to mention this was a this was one of these books where i was just like yeah i will be getting that yes this one was two dollars it is like water for chocolate oh yeah by laura mm, i don't know how to pronounce your last name a squirrel is what it says here um this have you read this? No, that one I've just seen around since I was a kid, though. Like, for some reason, I recognize that cover. Like, I've seen it so yeah. many times, but I actually don't really know anything about it. Is it about cooking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Okay. So, basically, it uh, is in perfect condition. This copy looks like it was never read. Like, it just sat on someone's shelf for a long time and then got donated. Um, which excited me. But it was funny because the other day I was looking up Latino books. Mm. I was like, why do I, why do I not stumble upon them? Yeah. Never. Like you find, there's two authors, Gabriel Garcia Marquez <laughs> and Isabel Allende. That's it. Those True. are the two. And maybe Clarice Lispector, but it's like Portuguese. So it's, yeah. just, it's a little bit different. Um, but I was just like, oh, I never see them. I, de- I don't like feel like I know what's going on over there. Mm-hmm. And so I just d- was doing a little scan one night okay. on my phone or whatever and so many lists were mentioning yeah. like water for chocolate, and I was like, "Gosh, what I hmm, I feel like I've seen that book around, but I don't really know anything about it." Mm-hmm. Um, and so the book tells me that it's um, from 1990, and it's Mexican. Cool. Um, it says that it's like How to Make an American Quilt, which is a <gasps> movie I love. Yeah, <laughs> I love that movie. Well, you know, I love that movie. Yeah. Um, so that excited me. Um, And it says, the narrator's great aunt, Tita, is the youngest of three daughters born to Mama Elena. So also, there was, um, you'll hear through here, you'll be like, I think that this was inspiration for Encanto. Oh. Um, The tyrannical owner of the De La Garza Ranch, while still in her mother's womb, she wept so violently as her mother chopped onions that she caused Mama Elena to begin early labor and Tita slipped out in the middle of the kitchen table amid the spices and fixings for noodle soup. This early encounter with, with food soon became a way of life and Tita grew up to be a master chef. Whoa. 
I love it. Isn't that interesting? So there's, there's a, some serious magical realism going on there, but there's also this huge uh, cooking element going on. That and great. There's, reci- there's recipes in here, too. Like, every That's chapter like- starts with a recipe or something. I don't know anything about it, but I think it sounds really good. It's also very short, and it looks very approachable, so... I love it. It's a little hardcover, too. I don't think I've ever seen it in that edition. I know. It's so cute. I felt really happy about that. Hold on. I lied. There was one more book. (laughs) I forgot about him. There's always one more. Uh, There's always one more. This one was $2. Garden in the Wind by Gabrielle Roy. I just really obsessed. Obsessed with the cover. That edition just reminds me of reading books in school. I don't know why. It looks like a school book to me. (laughs) I know. It looks like it would be in French. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, actually. It does look, well, actually, funny you say that, because it's a Quebecois author. There you go. Um, I know. So I looked it up. The, uh, so the author, Gabrielle Roy, oh, sorry, uh, was born in St. Boniface, Manitoba mm. in 1909, but her parents were part of the large Quebec emigration to Western Canada, um, and she, like, eventually settled down in Montreal. So cool. she is, oh, she died in Quebec City in 1983. But anyways, these are four stories. Ooh, cool. Four um, slightly longer short stories. And it says that um, they're all very Canadian, set in Western Canada. Mm. And it says, let's see, here, full of abundance. She recounts the stories of a tramp who belongs to no one, a Chinese immigrant struggling to fulfill his dreams, somebody's whose name I can't pronounce, settlers, fired by a vision of a new land, and a lonely woman who nurtures her small but splendid garden. So Ooh, that garden one sounds cute. <laughs> and when I looked it up, I was reading the reviews yeah. and people were like, that garden story, <laughs> I'm never going to forget that. Whoa. That was like one of the most beautiful things I've ever read in my entire life. Unexpectedly beautiful. I, I was like, for $2? Even just for that one okay. story. So yeah, I had a really fun time. I also just had like a really fun day with CJ and Connor mm. and they also got some books there. That was really fun. Um, books so days are just the best. Yeah. <laughs> what, I probably bought $15 worth of books. See, that's great. That's less than one normal book and you got so many exactly. interesting things. Yes. That's why I think exactly. that's allowed. I think that's so fine. I feel pretty good about it. Um, do you have any new books this week? Um, I kind of do, but I forgot to bring them to the table. So I'll just talk about okay. them next week. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'll explain really? myself later. That's no problem. <laughs> I already put them away because I organized my shelves and then I forgot about them on the shelf. But I did get a she couple. She was just a little, and she was mine just are a little all, overexcited. Mine are all innocent because I, I, as you all know, I have like a list, an ongoing list at my local bookstore. I'm just waiting for them to find me used books. And they found me a couple. So uh... I had to buy them. Otherwise, they would have given them to someone else. She had to. That's okay. Um, this no spend month has been kind of a disaster for me because I got a kitten as well. So I've been doing my best, oh but my I've had gosh. to buy so much shit. <laughs> That's so true. I totally forgot. It. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Also had to buy a hose today because we needed to water the Ugh. garden. So, but those are necessary things. Like those are the those rules we've set. Buy things that are Necessities necessary. Necessities were totally allowed. Yeah. And who's to say that third kitten toy wasn't a necessity <laughs> exactly you should see this kid she's crazy she needs toys <laughs> how is she doing i'm sure people would appreciate yeah, actually, it i meant to give a cat update. update at the beginning but then totally forgot so yeah we've had her now for just over a week and things are going great so yes. uh, for the first uh i want to say like five days that we had her 
Simon was not a fan. He would no. just stay away from her if she tried to get near her. Like we would, you know, we were doing our own thing to try and introduce them. So it's not like they were running wild or anything. But if she ever like came into his sight, he would just get mad. He would hiss. He would be like, get that thing away from me. But then right. suddenly on like day six or whatever it was, Whoa. they connected. They became <gasps> buddies. They were running around the house, chasing each other, Yay. apparently like having fun. And then on the next day, they were, like, snacking out of the same bowl of food. Like, they were getting really close. And they are they still haven't cuddled, which is, like, my main goal. I really want them to, yes. like, nap together. And, like, but they napped well, on yeah. the same bed separately from each other. So we're getting okay, there. Okay, okay, okay. We're getting there. So, yeah, they're definitely okay with each other now. Willow now likes to, like, attack Simon's butt. Like, she'll just run behind <gasps> him and, like, leap on him. And he'll just kind of be like, ugh child get away from me <laughs> but sometimes they'll play like i think he they like kind of wrestled oh. yesterday but i didn't see it so oh my it's God. a real tragedy but yeah there it's it's coming along she's good she still has so much energy she's the craziest little girl you joked before we got her that i should name her loca and i actually have been calling her that because <laughs> she's so crazy i'm like hey loca come here hey what you doing uh, loca? <laughs> that's so cute so yeah she has oh, a lot of nicknames because she's just always zooming around always jumping doing flips like she's always doing somersaults i don't understand why she does that but she's that's awesome she's a special girl and i love her <laughs> i can't wait to meet her yeah um all right well with that happy news let's transition to a little more in a segment i like to call <laughs> book news <laughs> Because Gender Queer by Maya Kobabe is the most banned book this year in the United States. Oh, lots of good rhymes there. Thank you. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Book banning is up 28.5% according to PEN America, the Whoa. non-profit free speech organization down in the States, mm. from uh, last semester to this semester. Up, so almost 30%. Wow. It's crazy. Um, and that was up, on the, like, la the semester before that was up from the semester before that. Yeah. Like, the last few years have just seen this huge rise in U.S. censorship of Ugh. books. And I think we've all been seeing it online, but when I actually yeah. started looking into the facts, I was like, whoa! <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, a lot! That's, that's a lot going on down there. Um, among those authors banned, in, uh, like, that were in, like, kind of the top list and stuff, mm -hmm. Rupi Kaur is getting banned a lot. What? Which is crazy. And, you know, we all know that the reason stated is often not the actual totally. reason that things are being banned, yeah. but they can only go by what's officially been said. So what's officially being said is that Rupi Kaur was being banned, uh, yeah, was being banned because um, people were complaining of, like, sexual content mm -hmm. because some of her poems have, like, a sexual... Um, theme or a topic yeah. or whatever but disturbing and then the other author canadian author that i just noticed really quickly was margaret atwood mm. is um she's been banned for a really long time yeah. um because of the handmaid's tale and stuff that one also is like because of sexual stuff yeah but it's like damn <laughs> wow um Dark. so i thought it was interesting to to see that the top book that was banned is is gender queer which is it's a graphic novel i haven't read it I've heard Thank amazing things about it, but this makes me want to read it more. Yeah, we should buy um, it. <laughs> Shout we it should buy it. <laughs> um, it's a graphic novel um, 
and I'm pretty sure it's a memoir. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a it's like a nonfiction memoir about the experience of this author um being non-binary. Mm-hmm. So that I also and I should have pulled the the stat, but it, it was like a huge percentage of the stuff that's being banned in the US is all like LGBTQ plus. Yeah, that doesn't um, surprise related. me, unfortunately. So, no, it doesn't surprise me either. Yeah. So um it's very interesting. And something that I I want to keep kind of tracking, just like, not on the podcast, mm-hmm. but just personally, because often a lot of the stuff that happens in the U.S. will then spread to other parts of the world. And I was actually looking in, I was like, is Canada having this happen here as well? Mm-hmm. And so far, no, not really. Like, it, it was like, in February, somebody tried to do something in in, um, in BC, oh. and then there was like another one in, in May or something, some other group tried to lobby some book getting banned from hmm. the library. So it's still being really sporadic and yeah. small. It's not like very systemic right now, but that's how it starts. <laughs> So anyway, everyone, read banned books. Um, okay, <clears throat> my next article. <clears throat> Unlucky number 13, maybe this love story won't end in a breakup. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where this is going. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to make it Taylor Swift oriented and oh, I don't think that worked. No, I don't get Taylor Swift references. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, a book that is simply titled on Amazon, 4C... Like the number four in the letter C, four okay. C, untitled flat iron nonfiction summer twenty twenty three. So it's like a placeholder, <laughs> not real name, okay. right? It's on Amazon. The only details for this book are that it's supposed to be released July 9th. okay, and that it has five hundred and forty four pages. Whoa, that's pretty long. <laughs> so those are the three stats. Okay, five hundred and forty four pages, July 9th. And then the, that absurd Summer title, seat. Untitled Flatiron <laughs> Nonfiction Summer 2023. Hilarious. Okay. This is already the best-selling book on Amazon what? because the Swifties have a conspiracy theory that this is a book by Taylor Swift. What? Okay. Here are the reasons why. Okay. <laughs> this is very interesting. I don't know what's going Ta- on, but it's funny. Taylor Swift tweeted... It fills me with such pride and joy to announce that my version of Speak Now uh-huh. will be out July 7th, just in time for July 9th, if you know, you know. Oh. But nobody knows. No, why would anyone know? What the hell she's talking about. <laughs> and now, and then people saw that this book is rela- is supposed to come out on July 9th. How did anyone even find this book? <laughs> okay, next. So that's the July 9th clue. Okay. The 544 pages clue. Uh-huh. Five plus four plus four 13. equals 13. <laughs> Taylor Swift's favorite number. So the people think that's a clue somehow. <laughs> My favorite number is also 13. Maybe I wrote the book. <laughs> it's Raylene, Raylene's secret memoir. Books Unbound. Exposed. Yeah. Um. Okay. And then I couldn't tell if this was at the, I think. I couldn't tell if this was at the end of the same tweet. I forgot to look up if it's at the end of the same tweet okay. or a different tweet or something. But it's, she said kind of randomly, thanks to you, dear reader, it finally will be. And okay. so people are like, why did she call us readers? She must have a <laughs> oh. book coming out. But it's like, she could have just meant that you're reading you're the reading tweet. A tweet. Yeah. I really think people are overthinking this, but 
it would be cool if she secretly wrote a book that would be kind of neat but what would it be like is there are there are there any other further clues about this book like well the title of the book is untitled Flatiron non-fiction summer non-fiction, so people right. are thinking it's a big memoir where she's gonna like expose secrets and I mean, say everything she's ever thought in her life that would be pretty cool i don't care about taylor Swift, cool. but i would be happy for her to release a tell-all memoir i'd probably read it <laughs> Just well, you might be able to on July 9th. Um, <laughs> I'd be curious why it's so many pages long, if that actually is the, the true page yeah. count. <laughs> Can you imagine? Seriously, no, I can't imagine. Um, so there you have it. That's my book news for this week. I had fun with my That's hilarious. Um, so the final thing we need to do, Raylene, before we log mm. off, is check in on no by may that's potato may i actually already loaded it up wait it went away potato may um yes so i'm looking it up now on my phone which is well i will start it off because i have it open here so there's one post here from books dear reader who says they are currently reading my brilliant friend by elena ferrante which that's Uh, pretty darn exciting that's a book that you and i have both been meaning to read for a while now a buddy read mashed potato it book. is i feel like mm. there should be a special name for that a food you can share with a friend what's what would be a buddy nachos <gasps> a nacho book <laughs> you really can't let nachos go cold because then the cheese it's gets true hard. it's true so that's pretty exciting <laughs> that was just posted eight hours ago so this person is in in the thick of my brilliant friend as we speak um honey drenched books has a post that has a crooked tree by una Mannion on it which is a book you hauled recently on I the saw podcast that post the other day actually because i think i got tagged in it that was really cool it's so stunning that book cover is stunning and honey drenched books writes i've never heard of a crooked tree before but i heard raylene talk about it on books unbound recently mm. um oh that's funny yeah so i guess fun. that doesn't count as uh their mashed potato book if they just got it i suppose but- not yeah they still give cool. an update. They say, I'm still getting through breasts and eggs for mashed potato mm. mate, and I'm 150 pages from finishing. I'm still really enjoying it, but it's slower because I've just read a lot of big books this year and my stamina isn't holding mm. up. Mm. Okay. okay. All right. Here's another post. I was looking at this one earlier. This is Thank Book It's Tuesday. They've posted <laughs> a little stack, and but I really like their um, caption. So I'll just read that off quickly because I can really relate to this. They say, there are many books I keep waiting for the perfect time to read. A lot of these books are seasonal to me, so keep getting left behind as seasons keep turning. So this is my stack. Mm. One of the books in the stack is Sharks in the Time of Saviors by Kawhi Strong Washburn, which isn't quite a mashed potato book for me yet, but I could see it becoming that because it just, there's something special about it. I'm like, I feel like that's going to be a really cool book. Um, But I I really relate to the seasonal aspect because I feel like there are certain books that you really are like, okay, this is, I'm going to read this, but it has to be in this month or it has to be in the summertime. And then as soon as it's passed, you're screwed for a whole other year. You're like, well, I can't read this until next year now. And so that's how I was with Anne. Yeah. So it makes mashed potato books like even more difficult to read because you have a limited time frame when you can kind of read them. And I could totally relate to that because I do that all the time, man. I totally agree. Like, I feel like fantasy books, for me, summertime is like the golden time to read fantasy for some reason. In my head, mm. I often think it's winter, but it's not. It's summer. For me, it's always summer. <laughs> I need to read ginormous books in the summertime. So I it's feel true. like I'm glad that I'm getting a, a jump on Brandon Sanderson right now. Hushel, let's read. Mm. Their actual name is Hush, let's read. But our pal, um, <laughs> Hush, 
uh comes to all of well not all of but like lots of our yeah. li- live shows on patreon and <laughs> my brain always reads it hushel um hushel <laughs> is reading Anne of avonlea Ooh. i'm reading this one for mashed potato may because i've been wanting to continue the series for a long time now um uh that makes me want to i wish i'd you know when you regret all your life choices? Mm. I wish that my whole TBR for Mashed Potato May was just more in. It really could have been. It could have been. still can be. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> I've completely abandoned my TBR for the time being, so. That's so funny because at our last live show with our patrons, I was really excited about this book, Writers and Lovers. Yeah. And I was like, what if I just ditch my whole TBR and I just read this instead? <laughs> and I... You said no, you should stick to your TBR and I was like, "Oh, I'll I'll let everyone vote." And everyone that was there voted and they're like, "Stick to your TBR." And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> but then you were okay. sad and we changed our minds. <laughs> if it's making you sad, you shouldn't do it. <laughs> and to be fair, I feel good about my TBR because I read one of them. And remember when I finished yes. uh, Goon Squad, I was like, "If this is the only one I read, at least I've done one." Cuz I'm bad of at sticking TBRs. to TBRs. Yes. Yeah, like I'm bad at sticking to TBRs and I think you are too. Like it's a mood reader thing. It's impossible to stick yeah. to TBRs. So I feel like if you feel like you need to break free from it then you got to you got to do it. Yeah. You got to do it. Well, we'll see what happens next week. Uh the final post up I'll share is Savannah's shelf. A really pretty picture with a carpet that I love. Um, It's like a black-white checkered carpet. But um, They wrote, This month is Mashed Potato May for my favorite bookish podcast, Books Unbound, and I'm loving it. It's all about picking up those books you own and have been meaning to get to. I have a whole TBR of backlist books I've been meaning to pick up this whip, and this was at the very top. And it is March, book one by John Lewis, the graphic novel. Yeah. Um, And they gave it five out of five stars. Yeah. That so, whole series is stellar. Well, I've got really one more post that I wanted to shout out as okay, well. Sick. Yeah. This one is from Brookstagram, which is an amazing oh, name on Instagram. Good. Very good, Brook. <laughs> and um, they have uh, a whole TBR, it looks like, but I'll just name a couple. So one of the books is The Prior of the Orange Tree. And they say, my first Ooh, ever attempt yeah. at reading high fantasy. And this just came into the library, which is really exciting. But the next book on their TBR is God Bless You, Mr. Rosewater. And get this. It oh says, God, I, I actually added this to my TBR in high school because of an Ariel Bissett video. No way. There you go. Then Loveless by Alice <laughs> Oseman. <laughs> the House on Mango Ooh, Street, cool. which is another book that I want to read too. So pff, that's an yes. amazing TBR. So That was another bro- one of my Latino ones where I was like, oh, I do own, I actually own that one. I that's one that I've been kind of hunting for low key now. If I ever see it, I'll buy it, but I haven't come across it yet. I remember buying this one in, um, I think I bought it at the Strand cool yes i bought it at the <laughs> strand very nice i wonder if i have the oh no i don't think i have the receipt in here to tell me this is probably a mashed potato well if it was at the strand i remember it was i was gonna say did I you buy was... another book did you buy another book with it maybe the receipts in that book yeah you're right that's always my, my thing God. i always forget which book holds the receipt i know i'm trying to remember that trip like i'm gonna guess might have been before the pandemic 2016. <laughs> yeah, that's my like guess. I think it was. I think it was ages ago. If you really Oops. can't remember buying it, it must have been quite a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, we did it. Yep. We did another beautiful episode, mm. and I feel calmer than I did when I started this thing. So, thank you so much, everyone, for hanging out with us. We're now going to go and record our Patreon mini podcast. Mm-hmm movie tub where we talk about shows and movies that we've seen so if you want to check that out and support the podcast that is the way it's on patreon.com forward slash books unbound 
And in the meantime, we'll talk to you guys next week.